calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. I make it cute. We make good food and cocktails too. I'm here for you. Yeah, make it cute for me and you. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you're here joining me for yet another episode. I know last week's episode was a little short, but you are in for such a treat this week. Let's just talk about the week. Uh, The weather here in New York City has been New York shitty. Um, I almost died on my way home, funny enough. I'm partially exaggerating. I almost fell down a flight of steps, but I didn't because, you know, I'm a boss and I'm in charge and in charge of my own life and in charge of my own destiny. And I just decided I was not dying today. So I didn't. Um, 36 seconds in and I'm already talking about how I didn't die. So, you know, this is going to be a good episode. Speaking of people who did die, Black Widow in the MCU, which is actually what we're going to be talking about. uh, Still kind of bitter about this. And yes, if you didn't read the description, this episode will be about Black Widow movie review. But more importantly, I am joined with a guest who I will be introducing in just a moment. Just want to kind of chat you up and give a little bit of context to why I almost died today or I thought I was going to die. So I'm sitting in the subway. It's flash flooding. I get in the subway car. The wa- the floor is completely covered in water. It looked like a pipe burst inside the subway cart. I sit down. There's four other people in the subway. We're all like spread out, masks on, chilling. And then all of our phones start going off. Flash flood warning. And I have two phones, so I had headphones in and I didn't hear my second phone go off so my other phone's going off and everyone's staring at me and i'm like yeah i know i'm hot like and then i realized that they were staring at me because my phone was going off which made everything kind of uncomfortable and wrecked my self-esteem for the rest of the day regardless um we the train stops i was taking the rw and the train just stops flash flood warning i have zero service at this point And I just thought that, like, you know, you know that scene in the Titanic whenever, like, all the water starts, like, rushing in? That was pretty much what I thought my fate was going to be. But enough about me. I want to introduce my guest. I'm super excited. 
Um, we went and saw the movie together, and I'm going to ask him a little bit about himself, ask him to tell us a little bit about himself. I'm joined here today with my college friend, Trevor Dinsmore. Trevor, say hi to the audience. Tell us a couple fun facts. Sounds good, Miles. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on the show. Big fan, and especially a big fan of these uh, MCU episodes you do. You know, me and you are pretty big MCU nuts. Uh, so, hello, Miles audience. My name is Trevor. I'm from Ridgeway, Pennsylvania. I went to college with Miles down at Penn State Barron. Uh, of course, you know, you went away from me for a little bit, but that's okay. I came to visit you a few times. We, you know, we tore it up. We, we had a good time. Uh, a couple fun facts about myself. I'm a big Pittsburgh guy, big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. You'll see me wearing Pittsburgh Steelers gear all the time. So for all you uh, Yinzers out there that are listening, I appreciate the I appreciate the listen and I appreciate the support that you're giving Miles here. Uh, another fun fact about myself, I actually got, uh, I didn't tell you this, Miles, but I got a speeding ticket on my way to my first CPA exam. Wow. Yeah, I, I was, uh, luckily, I was not too far from the uh, place where I was taking the exam. And I went there like an hour before, you know, an hour before they tell you to go check in and do all the stuff. Um, but, you know, it's all good. I was going 62 and 45. The officer was cool. Let me off with a uh, let me off with a ticket. Um, I had to pay like a decent fine, but uh, yeah, those are my two fun facts. Awesome, and Trevor, what's your? Since I were on the topic of MCU, so I guess like rapid fire. What is your favorite MCU movie? Who is your favorite character currently in the MCU? And I think that you know maybe this third question could be related to the first or it could be completely separate but what's your favorite moment in the mcu thus far to answer your first question favorite movie um probably infinity war actually i liked infinity war a little bit more than uh, Endgame, just because of the just because of thanos arc you know i thought that was a really good story that they played with him and that he felt justified in what he was doing but obviously he, you know he was committing mass genocide and you know we don't like that but he was doing it i don't want to say for the right reasons but he had good intentions in his mind uh, so i kind of like that character arc there uh, favorite character easily right now tom holland i'm a big spider-man guy i've been a big spider-man guy since toby mcguire was around doing those spider-man movies back in the early 2000s i even liked andrew garfield even though i didn't like the second amazing spider-man that was just a little too jam-packed for me yeah it was bad that was bad that was you know dark times for uh you know for spider-man but right now tom holland love the guy um favorite mcu moment at the end of Endgame, when uh, you know Tony snaps his fingers, and <laughs> and then the aftermath of that, where Tony's just lying there, and you know Peter's trying to console him, and I honestly cried. I that's like one of the few things that has made me cry in my life from a cinematic standpoint. And uh, yeah, you cried. Wow, that that's I don't cry. I'm. I'm too manly for that. Um, no, I cry. So actually, I'm going to answer the question myself because I don't think I've answered it on this. So I think my favorite movie would have to be... Fuck. Um, <laughs> oopsie. I, I, I said a, a, a fucky-wucky. Um, anyways, uh, I said it again. I think... I'm, I'm honestly stalling for time because I'm trying to think of my favorite movie. Um, I think my favorite movie would probably... 
the Endgame just because of how often I've watched it. It's like a comfort movie because I like hurting myself um, and I like hurting my own feelings. And my favorite character, I would say, is Wanda because WandaVision and just I've always loved the Scarlet Witch. She's just like a boss, powerful ass bitch. And I just love her. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, if you're listening, marry me. (laughs) i'm kind of joking if not just come to my 25th birthday thank you um and my favorite mcu moment is whenever all the portals were opening i i cry every time i see that scene um literally like i don't care how many times i've seen the movie i'm pretty sure i've seen endgame probably like 14 15 times at this point and it has caused my tear ducts to do weird things 14 or 15 times so um yeah that's a thing and then also another character that i absolutely love and who's the focus of today's episode is black widow like she is here she is not large but she is in charge and um trevor and i actually went and saw the movie together we went to a thursday uh, advanced screening of it so you know kind of seeing it before the masses this will kind of drop as people are still watching the movie and here's the thing People are ruthless on social media. As soon as they watch it, they want to tweet about it. So I'm just invading your Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast space now. Um, Because I'm an asshole, admittedly. But um, Trevor, why don't you tell us your thoughts on Black Widow? Um, Maybe we're not... We can go kind of into the plot. Like, I'm not going to give, like, a synopsis because this is more so a review than anything else. But yeah, where's your head at? Well, that's kind of we were discussing on the ride home. Um, definitely not the best MCU movie that I've ever seen. Uh, you know, obviously we both stated our favorites already, but in terms of single character movies, it was pretty good. I give it like a 8, 8.5 out of 10, somewhere in that range. Uh, I thought uh, the story they told was really good. I wish they would have gone more into the early years of, you know, Black Widow a little bit, especially, you know, when she was a little girl growing up and when she was, you know, getting trained to be a Russian spy and all that stuff. Um, But, you know, we can get into that later. Uh, Overall thoughts, though, uh, great character work. You know, as I always say, great character work can trump a bad story any day of the week. As long as I get good character development, I'm on board. And uh, we definitely got that with this movie here. David Harbour's character, let me just say, I'm a big Stranger Things guy, too. Love David Harbour. He's my favorite character on that show. And he was probably my favorite character in this movie as well, just because of the endless amounts of sarcasm that protrudes this film with him. He basically translates his demeanor and attitude into like a Russian accent as a former superhero in this film, which I really, really love. Um, And the whole family dynamic, it was very endearing at the end there, but uh, we we can get into the plot uh, more so as we go on with this podcast. But those are my uh, overarching thoughts as we speak. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. I thought it was a really solid movie. I was super excited for it. I'm still excited for it. And it's a movie that I, I don't know if I'm going to venture back to theaters for it, but who knows? Maybe I'll charge it to my father's credit card on Disney Plus so then I can watch it again because, again, just solidifying the theme that I am an asshole. Thank you. Um, but anyways, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought Florence uh, Pugh's, like, performance was amazing pup you i don't fucking know how it's pronounced um also wait actually sorry sidebar if you text your friend pew pew p-e-w space p-e-w on an iphone 
it automatically has lasers and i discovered that at work this past week and i just felt the need to share because you know i said the word pew um regardless um i thought that the movie itself was really great it was really nice seeing scarlett johansson again after her tragic fate and endgame um and there's an end credit scene i don't know if i completely want to spoil it but um it it was kind of it, it hurt it was offensive it was a war crime um and yeah the, the russo brothers if you're listening to this fuck you um but anyways uh <laughs> I, I I digress from that. I'm I'm gonna st- step off my soapbox. But just while we're talking about um, Natasha and Black Widow, I know that you come to this podcast for the movie reviews, but I'm also gonna work in a, a couple little recipes here and there. And I think this is a great time to kind of transition to the cocktail because it's kind of sweet, it's sexy, it's dark, it's like kind of Black Widow colors. It's like dark in color, but also it has like some red accents and basically what you're going to do is you're going to get a glass you're going to fill it with some ice and then what you're going to do is you're going to add an ounce and a half of jameson i like jameson because it's smoky sweet sultry it's like you know i don't think scarlett johansson is irish she could be but if she is then you know it's on brand too um and i are are you looking that up (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah so i I, I don't know, but Jameson just seemed appropriate. I don't know. And Jameson and Johansson kind of, you know, in, in a world sound somewhat alike if you plug one ear and then plug the other and don't listen at all. But um, I digress. Then you're going to top that with some Coca-Cola. Uh, that's going to bring like the nice darkness, some sweetness. And then what you're going to do is just slither some grenadine down the side. That's going to give you that red, black widow, red hair just you know there's there's so many ways that red is like kind of incorporated and um trevor do you have an updated scarlett johansson irish uh no she's not irish she is american and danish her father was danish okay um well she's only half stupid because she's only half american um so i wish she was irish though um just because that would work so well but that's your cocktail it's super simple but i don't know it's like it's it's a little sexually cocktail like you, someone sees you drinking it they're gonna like you know give you a double take and they're gonna be like what are you drinking and you can be like i'm drinking the black widow cocktail um also i'm i'm tired and i'm manic so like you know if i fumble my words or anything that is the reason why because it is almost 2 a.m and yeah like in order for us to deliver this great quality movie review, we had to go to the 10 p.m. showing, which means we got out of it after 12, which means this episode is being recorded very late. So, you know, we're we're, just, we're dealing with what we're dealt. But Trevor, do you have any additional thoughts on the movie? So we love Dave Harbour. We love his character. Actually, before I let you go, I thought Dave Harbour, I thought he was a little underutilized. I thought that they advertised him to almost have a bigger role than he did, but he just ended up being like the comic relief. So I, the thing about David is I didn't see like much character development and like introducing a character and developing them in the same film. Definitely not the easiest thing to do, but I think that they actually did it really well with the sister and the mom. And Dave Harbour was kind of like the like the the butt of the joke what do you think about that i'll answer your question in a second but speaking more on the topic of character development this is what i was kind of telling you in the car i wish they would have uh 
gone into those like opening credits a little more. I wish they would have delved into, you know, the sisters training in that little camp or whatever they were in. Um, and David Harbor, David Harbor's character's involvement in said camp, um, which again, would have given him a little more character development would have layered his character a little more. It would have layered a lot of characters a little more, to be honest with you. Um, like I said, I'm a big advocate for character, character development. Um, but, uh, I'm sorry, Miles, what was the second part of your question there? Um, I, my, the second part of my question was just, how did you feel about Dave Harbor's character in general? Like, you know, I just felt like he was just, you know, the, the funny one, the, the comic relief. And I felt like it was almost a little bit too, uh, like archetypal than like, unpredictable and i was expecting a little bit more unpredictability with him yeah though he was my favorite character in that film at least my favorite supporting character um he was definitely well underutilized did definitely did not get enough screen time for as much as he was advertised um as a matter of fact i think maybe his wife got as much or if maybe even more screen time than him and she wasn't even advertised it was david harbour he was like the main attraction along with uh, scarlett johansson but uh, yeah, he, he did kind of come off as archetypal. He was the funny guy. We didn't get a whole lot of layers with him. I mean, we got some seriousness at the beginning of the film. Um... Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You know, when like they have to escape the house and they have to fend off police and blah, 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 blah. Spoilers. Sorry. Um, but you know, we don't get much beyond that. Cause then we see him in prison. We see him getting rescued from prison. And then we see him being the sarcastic, funny guy throughout the rest of the film. I think they definitely could have gone, uh, more in depth with his character, given him a little, you know, a couple more archetypes other than just being the ha ha guy. But you know, David Harbor plays the ha ha guy about as well as anybody else, especially in uh, serious movies like this and serious series like stranger things. But even in Stranger Things, you know, they develop his character a lot more than they do in this movie. Absolutely. And actually, like, as we were talking about that, I had a thought in the car and it just like completely got messed up because we were navigating home. And um, the thought came back to me and I, I knew it would. So David Harbour's character, like I advertised and like I said at the beginning, there's a bunch of spoilers in this. So if you haven't seen the movie, stop fucking listening. Um, just just don't you're not gonna you're not having a good time you already know too much um but one thing that i kind of wish that they would have explored a little bit more is so david harbour he's introduced as a character having taken the super soldier serum um at one point and funny thing is in the comics black widow uh, Scarlett Johansson's character has a version of the super soldier serum, which is why she's so durable and, you know, strong. And she's able to like beat all the other widows. Um, and I don't think they've ever really talked about that in the movies. And that's kind of a disappointing fact, especially if this might be her 
last cameo in the MCU. They should have set it up earlier. This should not have been her first standalone movie, considering she's one of the original six Avengers. It shouldn't have taken like 10, 11 years for her to get a standalone movie. Whenever she, like, uh, no offense, I love Doctor Strange, I love Ant-Man, I love the Guardians, but how the fuck did they get a movie before she did whenever she has been here since like 2009? I don't understand that. And I know ScarJo was pissed about it too. Yeah, um, I was kind of wondering the same thing because I'm pretty sure all the original six got their soul movies long, long time ago, way before, you know, this saga even started, way before even, you know, like the first ensemble Avengers movie. A lot of them had their uh, first first one under their belt. Uh, some of them were better than others. You went through that on your list. Absolutely. <laughs> Except for Jer- uh, Jeremy Renner and Hawkeye. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. fuck Hawkeye. Like, I, yeah. he has a show coming out, which I feel like, we might want to talk about maybe how the end of Black Widow, like maybe, culminates and I mean, sets we, up we've the kind show. Of, we've kind of already delved into the pod a little bit, so if we want to spoil that, we can. I mean, there's spoilers, so yeah, go ahead. I mean, we had a we had an at length conversation about this in the car. Uh, actually, we'll get into this later. I have a question for you. What did you think of uh, Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow's sister? What did you think of her? I thought that Florence uh, Puh, I'm just going to cope with Puh because it kind of looks Puh's like Puh. fine. Um, I think Florence Puh delivered a stellar performance. I think that even though she was a supporting character, it was I was invested in her story, in the story of the sisters, and the story of not the rival assassins, but the story of like watching them grow up. And it, it was a character that, I didn't even know existed before the movie, but now I have like an emotional attachment to her. Like I want to see her succeed. I want to see her do well. And I actually like, I went into the movie thinking that she was going to be killed off because she never like appeared in like, you know, any of the, so we've already spoiled enough. So why don't we just keep the ball rolling? So the movie takes place in between civil war and infinity war as we know there's a lot more movies after that and obviously this character doesn't appear in any of them so i think that's just like you know poor planning on on marvel's part like explaining the absence of where they've been and all these people been and the fact that all these black widows exist curious how they're going to work around that now that they've introduced that um but i really enjoyed her character I'm super excited to see how they utilize her later in the MCU and in upcoming projects. I would be very disappointed if she does not at least make a cameo in Hawkeye. And I might spoil it for myself and see if they've confirmed the cast list yet and see if I see her name on it. (laughs) Well, just judging from that ending credits scene, I think she's definitely going to make an appearance. I I hope so, because the only thing about it is I don't know if... Like, with the timeline, because Black Widow was set to premiere before we saw the massive success of these Disney Plus shows. So I'm curious to whether Hawkeye was filmed before that and with this in mind. Because I know with the MCU, there's been a lot of rewrites, like, especially with, like, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. There's been, I think they're on their, like, third or fourth script at this point. Um, just due to, like, you know, things happening with WandaVision and I'm sure things happening with Loki they're still filming and they're still working on it. And it's one of those things that I'm curious if Hawkeye 
is going to take that into account. Or if it was similar to Black Widow, where it was filmed so long ago that, you know, maybe they refilmed something in order to include her. But just curious to see how this works in the timeline. Just kind of going back to Black Widow, the movie here, maybe nitpicking a little bit, but uh, I know Marvel has some history of underdeveloping their villains. And as we know, they underdeveloped David Harbour's character. Um, but they also underdeveloped the main villain in uh, this in this piece as well. So the main villain in Black Widow is uh, this guy. Uh, you remember his name? I forget his name. I, I forget his name. Um, but basically... It shows how forgettable he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, don't have a, I don't have a good memory. I have the memory of a dog, basically. Um, but so this guy is the one that um, essentially recruits Scarlett Johansson's character, young Scarlett jo- young Black Widow and young Black Widow's sister into this ring of Black Widows, as Miles kind of alluded to. And basically it's a camp where they just kind of like weed out Black Widows. Um, you know, they put them through all these psychological, mental, physical tests, and then they kind of weed out and eliminate, you know, who's, you know, not worthy of doing it. And this one guy is the ringleader. And basically all we see of him is the beginning of the movie when he's interacting with uh, David Harbour's character and the family a little bit. And then like pretty much at the climax of the film when he has the encounter of uh, with Black Widow. Um, so so what do you think about that? Did you have the same viewpoints on that or did you have something different to say? I think... There was definitely a lot of ways that they could have expanded on the movie. Like, honestly, I think the movie was like, you know, about two hours long, standard Marvel runtime. But I really think it should have been about two and a half hours because of all the things that they omitted. Um, Like, I think uh, Trevor mentioned it or maybe he mentioned it whenever we were talking offline. But like, would have loved to see more of the training and like the development of like how how she got selected and how the training went because also the thing that kind of like grinded my gears a little bit again i really enjoy this movie and i i want to see it again soon but the thing that really grinded my gears is that they alluded to natasha's background in avengers in avengers age of ultron they even showed like clips and i just felt like that was a missed opportunity where they could have tied back to that and you know shown a little bit more of that like the opening sequence was supposed to like kind of allude to that and also the 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 one thing is marvel fans this was a marvel movie by the end of it but at the beginning it did not play like a marvel movie because one thing that marvel movies never friggin do is have like a traditional title sequence and that was weird to me I don't, I don't know if you felt the same, Trevor, but watching this title sequence with all the actors' names and, like, the director, Marvel doesn't do that. Marvel gets into the action, and then they highlight all the actors at the end in the credits. And I just felt like the thing I like about this is, yes, it was a Marvel movie, followed the Marvel formula almost to a T, but simultaneously, this didn't play like your traditional Marvel movie. And I think for you know this movie being released so late in the game after black widow's already dead in the mco it didn't need to play like a traditional marvel movie 
No, and I think kind of the point of this film was to kind of get more of a, uh, excuse me, I almost said black round. I, I didn't mean that. Uh, background on Black Widow, and we, we didn't really get that with that opening title scene where they're panning all the names across, and I think that screen time would have been better utilized just maybe playing a scene from that camp or maybe playing David Harbour's interactions with this freaking ringleader who I wanted to see more of because we, he only got like 20 minutes of screen time, if that. Uh, so that so that really uh, that really pissed me off per se, but I don't know. I, I don't know if they should have made the movie longer, but I think they should have better utilized certain characters and better utilized the screen time that they had available to them because they, they, they could tell that story in two hours. They could tell that completely differently and I think you can like adjust the script and I don't know like what scenes they deleted, what they took out, what they had to leave in, so on and so forth. And maybe, maybe they made the right call. Maybe if we go back, look at the bonus features and see the deleted scenes, we're going to be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But just, you know, first impressions, uh, they could have done a lot more, uh, in those two hours than they actually did in terms of, uh, you know, supporting character development and obviously the villain redevelopment. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I, there's also like something I'm, I'm not dancing around it, but the whole like mind control premise, the fact that you can artificially create a mind control mechanism that I just felt like that was such a cool concept, but it just, really was only shown for like maybe like two minutes like like we saw the background of it in two minutes but i feel like that's such a like advanced impressive technology that i would have loved to see more of it the one thing that i love about the ensemble movies like the avengers or like even like avengers age of ultron i think age of ultron even though it's not the strongest avengers movie i think it really shows well the background of how certain technologies came to be and how Ultron came to be and showing his understanding, right? So I think if they would have applied a similar concept where we could see kind of the inner workings of how they came to be that, or even just the background to how they knew that they wanted this to be, because there's there there's just a lot going on, essentially, that it's just kind of like brushed upon, like maybe for like a minute or two. And that's not the only thing that happened. But speaking of things that like are underutilized i want to talk about vegetables that are underutilized and i want to give you a quick recipe this recipe is super quick underappreciated vegetable one of my personal favorite vegetables and it's brussels sprouts and if you watch one of my most recent tiktoks i showed them they are air fried they are delicious and they're so quick and they have a secret ingredient this was highly inspired by frankie salenza love that dude he is one of my favorite chefs um but I use mayo, which is, you know, counterintuitive, but mayo is like, it has fat, it has oil, it's basically oil and fat. You're adding flavor and you're adding oil to cook things in. So what you're going to do is you're going to slice up as many Brussels sprouts as your air fryer will fit on a single layer. You're going to cover it with some mayo and you're going to add salt, pepper, paprika, and garlic powder. You're going to give it a nice little mix, 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 and then you're going to spread it in a single layer, add some parchment paper if you want to keep it clean. Don't add some parchment paper if you like it dirty. Anyways, what you're going to do is you're going to air fry that for about 8 to 10 minutes at 400. They're going to be nice and crispy. They're going to be delicious. And they're going to be highly flavorful because you have the fat, you have the seasoning. Oh, and then what you're going to do is 
does everyone remember that weird obsession with flaky salt that we had like last year in like 2019 listen i'm still obsessed so i'm gonna take some mold and flaky salt and i'm gonna sprinkle my sprouts with that for a nice little crunch and that's it but i want to talk about underutilized characters and trevor i guess maybe let's kind of think like final thoughts on the movie and like anything that you would like the listeners to know uh final thoughts Again, really solid movie. Russo Brothers did pretty good with this film, although, like you said, it was long overdue, and it had it definitely had its flaws, uh, much more so than a lot of single-character movies had in the MCU. But still, it's nice to see Scarlett Johansson. It's nice to see Black Widow actually get a film, and we actually get to see her story a little bit, though I would have liked to have seen more of it. Uh, overall, very, very solid film. It, like I said, 8 out of 10, 8.5 out of 10. Definitely not the best movie, but well worth the two-hour watch. Absolutely. I completely agree. And, I mean, now that the world is opening back up, I think that this summer alone is filled with so many great movies. So don't be surprised if you hear more movie reviews. Definitely, if you haven't seen Black Widow and you listen to this entire thing, you should probably watch it since you know most of the plot now. Just, you know, fill in the gaps. We didn't talk about everything. Leave something to the imagination. Um, but... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie, and I think another movie that I might do a movie review for is um, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I'm very excited for that. I think that's going to be a great project. I thought Birds of Prey was a really beautiful movie, and embracing the Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and also introducing a couple new characters to James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, I think it's going to be a great movie. So. Stay tuned for other movie reviews. Trevor, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and if you have any parting words to the audience, now's the time. Well, I have some parting words for you. Thank you, Miles. I appreciate you inviting me on the show here. I know this was kind of spontaneous that you allowed me to do this, but, uh, you know, we have a shared interest and it was uh, nice to collab, you know, very nice. Absolutely. Thanks for listening for another week. And just in case you need a reminder, you are loved and you are enough. And I will see you next week. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Because this podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.